And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O the Pain podcast, Monday, February 21st, 2022, President's Day 2022, a President's Day special. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, Beach Camera, and of course, Anita Tire. All right, now, we really are in like a, a real lull as far as the sports world is concerned right now. Football's over. You know, last week was the Super Bowl. That's done. We're in the middle of the NBA season. The All-Star game was yesterday. I don't know if anybody cares. I know Steph Curry went for 50, if you care about that. I don't know. I think LeBron's team beat Durant's team, you know, if you really uh, care about the NBA All-Star game. Baseball? You can forget about baseball because we ain't going to see baseball. You can say whatever you want. I don't see what we're seeing baseball until uh, maybe May. You know, I don't see any way with this lockout going on that baseball is going to start on opening day, March 31st. So, uh, you know, spring training should be on its way now, pitches and catches, and you can forget about that going on right now. College basketball is still a, a few weeks away from March Madness, about, you know, three or four weeks away from that. I think it starts March 17th is the beginning of the NCAA tournament. Rutgers locally has been playing real well. They had a four-game winning streak against all ranked teams. That ended yesterday. They lost to the third-ranked team in the country, Purdue, yesterday on the road. But they've been playing really well overall. But it is President's Day. And I will get to some sports here as we go on. But it is President's Day. And in honor of President's Day and in honor about what I used to do with my former great partner, Evan Roberts, who, like me, is very much into history and into the presidents and all of that, we want to do a little something special for the presidents. You know, Evan and I would kind of break down, well, who was better? You know, Millard Fillmore or Franklin Pierce? You know, James Buchanan or Chester Allen Arthur? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt or Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter or Joe Biden? Ronald Reagan or Big Don? Donald Trump? You know, even George Washington or, or Abraham Lincoln? And really, that's the reason that we have President's Day is because of Lincoln and Washington, because, you know, back, you know, ancient history, many, many years ago when I was young, you know, back in the horse and buggy days, back before TV and radio and all of that, when I was a youthful, youthful lad, we used to get two days off, not just one President's Day. We would get both Abraham Lincoln and George Washington's birthday off. Lincoln's birthday was February 12th. George's birthday is tomorrow, February 22nd. And we get both days off. Now you get kind of hosed if you're in school. You only get one day. You only get today. They consolidate it to all the presidents. So a little different than it used to be. But I figured in honor of President's Day uh, this year, what I would do, let's, let's, I want, I want to look at the presidents that are on the various denominations of, of uh, dollar bills that we have in the United States. I figured I'd kind of break it down. You know, my wife did a little research. She got mad. I earlier said it was my research. She actually did the research. I want to give her credit so she doesn't get mad at me. You know how that goes. You know, happy, happy wife, happy life. You know the deal. Everybody, all all you married guys know, know that that's 100% true. Whoever made that statement, God, would they write about that? With that said, we're going to break down who's on the various bills. Now, everybody knows or should know that George Washington's on the $1 bill. Everybody knows or should know that Abraham Lincoln's on the $5 bill. George, of course, our first president, Abe, our 16th president. Now, we move to the $10 bill. Now, the $10 bill, Alexander Hamilton is on the $10 bill. Yes, that Alexander Hamilton, immortalized by the Broadway play from a few years ago and all of that, 
He was not a president, Alexander Hamilton. He was our first secretary of the treasury. And he was killed in a duel very close to here up in Weehawken, New Jersey by Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, who actually was Thomas Jefferson's vice president. And I don't know what the deal was, what the beef was between Burr and Hamilton. I have no idea. But Burr killed Hamilton in a duel in Weehawken. All these, I was young when that happened many, many, many years ago. So he's on the $10 bill. Now on the $20 bill is one of my favorite presidents, the great Andrew Jackson. He was our seventh president, great general during the War of 1812, you know, the, the Battle of New Orleans in 1814 and all of that. And he was very controversial. You look back at some of the things that he he did with the uh, the Native Americans and all that back, you know, a million years ago. But Andrew Jackson, seventh president, he's on the $20 bill. Now, on the $50 bill is another one of my favorites, the great Ulysses S. Grant. He was our 18th president, but maybe even more importantly, he was the commander of the Union Army in the Civil War. Uh, really one of our great generals of all time, West Point grad, the whole deal, Ulysses S. Grant on the $50 bill. He was our 18th president. Now, on the $100 bill, now, and the reason that you know, always hear, you know, well, it's all about the Benjamins. Well, that's because Benjamin Franklin is on the $100 bill. Now, Benjamin Franklin was not a president. He was a great statesman, great American statesman, all over the Declaration of Independence, one of the founding fathers. Uh, an inventor. Uh, a lot of people feel he actually invented electricity. You know, he had the kite out there and all of that, you know, the whole deal. Benjamin Franklin, not a president, great statesman, but he's on the $100 bill. And, and he really, and, and when you look at the Benjamin Franklin, man, I mean, doesn't he have like a striking resemblance to Hillary Clinton? I mean, he really does, but you know, that's just, I mean, I, I think so anyway. But anyway, Benjamin Franklin, he is on the $100 bill. Now, as I mentioned, my wife did a lot of research here, and I wanted to look at some of the other denominations of bills that have been out over the years. So let's start with the $500 bill. Now, I don't know if they're, if they're in circulation anymore, the $500 bill, but our 25th president, William McKinley, he is on the $500 bill. Now, for those that don't know, McKinley is one of the four presidents that was actually assassinated in the history of our country. He was one of the four. The first one was Abraham Lincoln in 1865. I think everybody knows that. In 1881, James Garfield, and by the way, yes, Garfield, New Jersey, was named after James Garfield. He was assassinated, I believe, was 1881. McKinley uh, as well. I, I want to say right around 1900, not 100% sure, but right around that, that McKinley was assassinated. And of course, the the fourth president to be assassinated, the great Jack Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, JFK, in 1963. So those are the four presidents who were assassinated. And William McKinley, he is on the $500 bill. Now we move to the $1,000 bill. Now on the $1,000 bill, and again, I don't know if they're in circulation anymore, but when there was a $1,000 bill, the only president that had two separate terms, and maybe we'll see that again in a not too distant not too distant future, but the only president to ever have two separate terms, Grover Cleveland, he was on, when was this? 1901. Okay. My wife is pointing out to me, William McKinley was assassinated in 1901. So let's get that. Let's, let's be official with that. But let's get back to Cleveland. The only president who had two separate terms, he was our 22nd president 
and our 24th president, Benjamin Harrison, was our 23rd right between that. And yes, Cleveland was uh, Cleveland, Ohio was named after after Grover Cleveland as well. So he is on the thousand dollar bill, Grover Cleveland, our 22nd and 24th president. Now we jump ahead to the five thousand dollar bill. And another one of our great presidents is on the $5,000 bill, James Madison, who was our fourth president. He was the president during the War of 1812 when they actually burnt the White House down. Uh, and a lot of people, I, I've always heard that he was the shortest president we had. James Madison, he's on the $5,000 bill. I've never seen a $5,000 bill. I don't know if they're in circulation. If you want to send me one, feel free to do so. We'll be more than happy to check it out for you. Anyway, James Madison, uh, who was also married to Dolly. Now, again, uh, you know, Dolly used to have like a, an ice cream, but that's, you know, what, I don't know if it's still out there, Dolly Madison ice cream. With that said, James Madison, our fourth president on the $5,000 bill. Now we jump ahead from $5,000. We move to the $10,000 bill. Now, Solomon Chase is on the $10,000 bill. Now, he was not a president. And he was the founder of the Chase Manhattan Bank, Solomon Chase. So he is on the $10,000 bill. Again, I've never seen one of them. I think they're out of circulation. You want to send me one of those? I'm good to go with that as well. The other bill I have, so so far, so we have, you know, when you're looking at the big, we have the $500 bill with McKinley, the $1,000 bill with Cleveland, the $5,000 bill with Madison, the $10,000 bill with Chase, and then we have the $100,000 bill. Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president, is on the $100,000 bill. Now, Woodrow Wilson was the, as I said, the 28th president, and he was president during World War I. So there you go. So there's my little President's Day special. I figure I'd give you about 10 minutes, a little history lesson for those who care. You know, it's a, it's a slow time sports-wise. So I said, what the hell? You know, let's let's talk a little bit about, about the uh, the various presidents. So there you go. Uh, with all the breakdown, the build denominations and all of that. I don't want to get into the coins. We could do that. You know, Lincoln's on the penny, you know, that Jefferson's on the nickel. I also forgot, speaking of Jefferson, I forgot to mention the $2 bill because there is a $2 bill. And I don't know if they're in circulation anymore either. I actually have a few in my possession now. You know, I, I don't know if they're worth anything. I'm not going to give them up. I don't think they're worth anything more than $2 a piece. But the great Thomas Jefferson, our third president, I, I would be remiss to say he is on the $2 bill. So there you go. Again, I figured a little President's Day special, and we give you a little bit of a, a history lesson as far as the presidents. Now, getting back to the coins, like I said, Lincoln's on a penny. I believe it's Jefferson on a on a nickel. Uh, George Washington's on a quarter. You got those uh, uh, JFK 50-cent pieces that are out there. There's those Susan B. Anthony dollar uh, dollar coins, and she was not a president. We have not had a woman president yet, although I'm sure that's coming sooner than later. Uh, you know, but with all that said, so that just kind of give you the uh, the uh, uh, the denominations, if you will, the different uh, to go along with the presidents and so, a few people that were not presidents. All right, so that's my president. That's my history segment of today's Old Pain podcast the President's Day special. Now, before we get into a little sports here, and I want to get into a little bit of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, it is Black History Month, and I want to get into the little, a little bit of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and somebody who I feel absolutely should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But before we do that, 
let me break down. Let me let me get to my sponsors. And, you know, first we'll start with the Hackensack Brewing Company. You know the deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company. My good buddy, Mike Jones, TJ, my son-in-law, Andre Green, everybody over there. And, you know, they're 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4. Uh, you know the story with them. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the Tombstones. Now, if you know, we've done a couple uh, live special podcasts already from the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company, and we'll probably we're gonna do more. We'll have an, we'll have at least a couple more coming down. I'm gonna wait till the weather gets better so we could do one outside. Uh, that'll be the next one we do. But we'll give you a, a, a more than a heads up on when we'll be doing our next uh, live broadcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. Also, of course, my good buddy buddy Isaac. At Beach Camera, he's been with us right from the beginning. He, you know, they've been in business for over 30 years. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, and Sony. Uh, give my buddy Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in 80 Carter Drive, Edison, in Jersey, and uh, he could save you some money. Use that. Uh, use my code JOEBJOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more. Beachcamera.com. Again, 732-993-6385. See Isaac, and he'll take care of you over there. And then, of course, uh, Anita Tire, my son Johnny, his boss Ari, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go check them out. You need service on your car. You need tires. This is the place to go. So check out Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. Okay, Joe Beningo with the Yoda Payne podcast for President's Day uh, 2022. I, I want to move into the sports a little bit here. And it is Black History Month, and I want to get into uh, a, a, a former NFL player who, to me, is absolutely nobody ever talks about this guy being in the Hall of Fame, but to me, he absolutely has to be in there. Now, there's a lot of guys. Before I get to him, there's a lot of guys who should be in the Hall of Fame that are not. You know, you heard me a couple of weeks ago talking about my guy Joe Klecko, uh, the great uh, defensive tackle of the Jets, uh, all pro at three different positions, the only guy ever to do that. Uh, look, if he played for the Steelers or the Cowboys or, you know, uh, the Giants or any of the, you know, the, the Raiders, any of the big teams uh, over the years, you know, the Packers, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. The fact that he played for the Jets, that's the reason he's not. But Klecko should be in. And there's also a bunch of Raiders that should be in. Now, I know Cliff Branch finally got in, you know, this past year, long overdue. Uh, but there's there's a few other guys that should be in. Uh, how about Jim Plunkett? I talk about him all the time. Two-time Super Bowl winner. The only quarterback to win two Super Bowls and not be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning. Brady, of course, with his seven. They'll be in when they're eligible. We all know that. But Plunkett certainly should be in. No doubt about it. Also, the great cornerback, Lester Hayes. How is Lester Hayes not in the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's a, the guy was an interception machine. Uh, how many big picks he had in playoff games and all of that. You know, Lester Hayes has to be in the Hall of Fame. And the other guy that has to be in there is, you know, the assassin, Jack Tatum from Passaic, New Jersey, great player at Passaic High School, you know, and he really, uh, he, he almost played like a hybrid position. He almost was like a rover back, you know, kind of started when he was in college at Ohio State, and then he took it to the Raiders. You know, he was kind of a combination safety and linebacker. And Jack Tatum should be in. I think the reason he's not in is because what happened that 
terrible accident with Daryl Stingley, the Patriot receiver who, you know, Tatum hit him in a preseason game. And, and unfortunately Stingley wound up being paralyzed because of that. I think that's, you know, something that, you know, never left Tatum. And I think that's something that kind of, you know, uh, hung over his head. And to me, that's the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame. But Tatum clearly should be in. So those Raiders should be in. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of the YouTube for the old NFL games. I'm all over that. And, you know, that great built team that went to four straight Super Bowls, to me the greatest team ever to never win a championship. But they do have that. They're the only team ever to go to four straight Super Bowls. No other uh, pro football team has ever done that, even though they didn't win any, win any of them. Well, they got a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, Jim Kelly's in and Thurman Thomas is in and Andre Reed's in, Kenny Lofton, uh, Kenny Lofton, James Lofton is in, Kenny Lofton, the baseball player. James Lofton is in, uh, Bruce Smith, of course, is in. And But there's a few other guys that should be in. Kent Hull, their center, should be in. And, you know, Daryl Talley. Watch some of these old Bill games and see just how good a linebacker Daryl Talley was. He should be in, and you could certainly make a case for Cornelius Bennett as well. So those guys, you know, just to, you know, throw a bunch of names that I think should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that are not. But one guy to me, in honor of Black History Month, that absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame is Doug Williams. You know, how is Doug Williams not in the Hall of Fame? <clears throat> Doug Williams, the only, well, the first, not the only, the first uh, black quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. With the Washington, yeah, the Washington Redskins, not the Commanders, not the football team, the Washington Redskins in the 1987 season. Uh, Williams <clears throat> has had one of the great uh, Super Bowls of all time. Washington beat up the Broncos in that game 42-10. to 10. Williams threw four touchdown passes in that game. He was the MVP, the easy MVP. I mean, uh, you know, that alone should put him in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, people forget, this guy was the, in 1978, he was the number one draft choice of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He was the 17th overall pick. But remember this about Tampa. Tampa, when they first came into the NFL in the 70s, lost their first 26 games. Think about that. Their first 26 games they played, they lost. So they were, at that point, a woe-be-gone franchise. It all turned around when they drafted Doug Williams. Doug Williams came there, and like I said, the first pick, their first pick, the 17th overall pick, out of Grambling in 1978. He took the Bucks to the playoffs three times: 1979, 1981, and 1982. They hadn't sniffed the playoffs before Doug Williams, and in 1979, they came within one game of the Super Bowl. They lost the NFC Championship game in Tampa to the LA Rams, Vince Ferragamo and company. And uh, I believe the final score of that game was 9 nothing. And if I remember correctly, I'm going to have to watch that game again. If I remember correctly, that game was played like in a monsoon rainstorm in Tampa. And uh, therefore, I think it was just the three field goals is all the Rams got in that game. They won it 9 nothing. But Doug Williams actually took the Tampa Bay Bucks at that point, just a disaster within one game of the Super Bowl. And he took them to the playoffs again in 1981. And again in 1982, this guy, and then goes to Washington and, you know, becomes a Super Bowl MVP, four touchdown passes in that game against the Broncos. He should be in. I mean, you know, maybe the stats aren't there, but we got to forget stats. You know, when we talk about quarterbacks in the NFL, 
To me, it's all about winning. You got to win. So forget what his stats are. There's plenty of quarterbacks in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that it isn't about stats. Joe Namath is not about stats. Let's be honest. That's my guy. But Namath threw a lot more interceptions than he did touchdown passes. I think it's maybe 30 or 40 more picks than he threw touchdown passes. But, you know, Joe's in. Well, he was a great quarterback, of course. But he's in because of the fact that he guaranteed Super Bowl three. You know, and he really forced the merger between the AFL and the NFL after winning Super Bowl three in January 1969. And that's, you know, really the reason I think Namath's in more than any other reason. Now, he's also the first quarterback ever to throw for 4,000 yards. But, you know, everybody throws for 4,000 yards now. That doesn't mean anything. In 1967, it did. But, you know, Namath only had three winning seasons with the Jets, 67, 68, and 69. But he's in, I think, because of what I just said, that he really forced the merger. And, of course, the classic Super Bowl three win when he put the AFL on the map and really changed everything, really changed the face of professional football. And I think that's the reason Namath is in there. So I think the same thing, the same kind of rules apply to Doug Williams. He's the first black quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. I mentioned what he did in Tampa Bay. The guy should be in. It's Black History Month, and I know it's too late to put him in this year, but I think it's time to get Doug Williams in the Hall of Fame because he's a pioneer. Now, I don't want to put him, I don't want to say he's Jackie Robinson in baseball, but I think it's long overdue that he gets consideration to be in the Hall of Fame, Doug Williams. And let's do it while he's still on the earth. You know what I mean? Let's not wait till, you know, too many guys got in the Hall of Fame after they passed away. Kenny Stabler comes to mind. Cliff Branch, who just got in. You know, let's get Williams in while he can still appreciate going into the Hall of Fame. And I think he has the credentials based on what I've said. You know, now he's not the first black quarterback ever. Marlon Briscoe is the first one I remember with the Denver Broncos. James Harris had some very good years with the Rams, took the Rams to a couple NFC title games and all of that. Uh, But, um, you know, Doug Williams really, really, really kind of paved the way. And to me, he was a pioneer in many, many ways. He should clearly be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any question about it. So I think it's long overdue now that we put uh, the great Doug Williams in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, and, and, and again, I think it's fitting that in honor of Black History Month, that happens. Now, I don't know if they could, you know, make a special uh, dispensation now to put him in. I don't think that they can do it now. You know, they already announced the uh, the latest Hall of Fame members right before the uh, Super Bowl. They do that on Honors Night. Now it was on Thursday this year, no more on Saturday, I guess, because Thursday is a better, better night for ratings than Saturday. But with that said, but I think that uh, when we go next year, when we move into uh, – you know, when we get to Hall of Fame voting time, I think somebody's got to get in there. Hey, I'll go. I'll go in front of the committee and I'll I'll state the case for him. I'll state. The, in fact, I'll go in front of the committee and I'll state the case for every one of the guys I mentioned today. Every one of them. Klecko, Plunkett, Tatum, Lester Hayes, Cornelius Bennett, Daryl Talley, and Ken Hall and Doug Williams. I'll I'll do all of them. And there's probably more that I did just off the top of my head. Those are the guys. But, you know, so uh, keep that in mind. But I think in honor of Black History Month, isn't it long overdue to put Doug Williams in the Hall of Fame? All right. Joe Beningo with you here. The Ode to Pain podcast. A couple other things before I uh, before I go. Let me just say, too, just getting back to the baseball for a second. Really, seriously. If you think that these guys are going to get this done 
and have get opening day off and running on March 31st. Think again. Nothing ever happens in these lockouts or these strikes. It never happens until you start to lose games and the players start to lose paychecks. That's when it gets done. It never does before. I don't think you certainly look, look, right now should be pitchers and catchers should be happening right now. You know, in Tampa for the Yankees, Port St. Lucie for the Mets, pitchers and catchers should be going on right now. It's not happening. And I will be absolutely shocked. I mean, really, absolutely shocked if we have opening day March 31st. If you ask me right now, I would say May 1st for the beginning of the baseball season. That's what I'm going to say. I will say May 1 is when we'll see baseball. Uh, That's my over on the date. Uh, I would still probably go over. I bet you it's not even May 1st, but I'm just going to use that as as a uh, a starting point date. But I, I, like I said, I don't see any way that March 31st that you're going to see a, uh, you know, the uh, opening of uh, the Major League Baseball season. So we'll see how that goes. We'll keep an eye on that. And that's, you know, that's really what's going on. Like I said, a very, very lull time. If you're into golf, interesting tournament yesterday. Joaquin Neiman, a wire-to-wire winner at the Genesis at the Riviera. You got the uh, Honda Classic coming up, PGA National, if you're into golf. And it actually looks like I am, I actually, believe it or not, I have, my wife and I have a 2.15 tee time today to play golf. Supposed to get in the 50s. Now, I was outside earlier this morning. It's only about 30-something degrees out. Doesn't look like I'm playing right now. But I got a 2.15 tee time. One of my favorite golf courses, the Paramus Golf Club. I'm going to give them a little bit of a pop. We'll see if we can get them for a sponsor, too. We'll have to keep, you know, we'll try that. So it looks like I'm actually going to get out and play a little golf today. So I'm kind of pumped up about that. All right. I'm going to let everybody go. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed my little uh, presidential history lesson here on President's Day 2022. Again, I want to thank my sponsors, the Hackensack Brewing Company, uh, Beach Camera, and Anita Tire. I want to thank my wife for all the great work that she does. I want to thank my daughter, Erin, for all the great work she does. She keeps me going and rocking and rolling with all this. We couldn't get it off the ground without her. Everybody, enjoy your President's Day. Now, we're going to take a little hiatus uh, Friday and Monday. We're going to miss a couple of days here coming up. Got some uh, uh, personal matters that need to be taken care of. So we're going to take a little uh, midwinter break, if you will. So uh, I'll be off Friday. I'll be off Monday. If anything changes, that'll if there's any kind of change with that, we'll let you know. But that's what it looks like right now. So I will be back a week from Friday with the Joe Beningo Ode to Pain podcast. Again, everybody enjoy your President's Day and um, have a great week, everybody. All the love.